AT&T sells Crunchyroll to Sony for $1.2 billion amid streamlining efforts. Those of us who are old enough to have clear memories of video stores may remember the time when Japanimation comprised a single bottom shelf of battered VHS cases near the back of the shop. These days, however, anime, anime distribution in the U.S. is a billion-dollar business, or more specifically, a $1.2 billion business. As that's what Sony is paying in cash to acquire Crunchyroll from AT&T. Crunchyroll has more than 90 million users in 200 countries, including more than 3 million subscribers to a streaming service. The companies said in a joint press release, it also distributes mobile games, manga, and merchandise and manages events. Sony will eventually be folding Country Rule into its existing Funimation anime distribution business. Country Rule currently falls under the Warner Media division of AT&T, and it's not a surprise that AT&T is selling it off. The company is hemorrhaging pay TV subscribers and trying to sell off the direct TV division, which the day before Warner Media and Sony announced the transaction, AT&T CEO John Stanky told investors that the company would be shedding tangential, tangential assets that distract from the company's core focus, and Country Roll seems to fit that description. Warner Media executives back in August kicked off a restructuring effort that would prioritize HBO Max and streamline the company's other streaming operations. That reorganization is expected to result in thousands of layoffs overall. The move also benefits Sony in an increasingly competitive streaming media environment. As Polygon points out, Sony has for at least the last five years been snapping up anime distributors around the world, including providers in France, Australia, and the U.S. The acquisition doesn't necessarily raise competition concerns on the consumer end. Netflix, for example, not only distributes other studios' anime series, but also commissions some of its own as Netflix originals. But the deal does expand Sony's vertical integration, giving it direct access to more links in the chain that run from animation through dubbing, distribution, and merchandising, and increasing the leverage Sony has in the anime industry overall. The deal is subject to regulatory review, and the companies will continue to operate independently until the transaction closes sometime in 2021. Feel free to give your thoughts as to this whole situation. Over $2 billion in California unemployment funds have been stolen, Bank of America reports. As jobless claims continue to rise seven months into the coronavirus pandemic, over $2 billion has been stolen from California's unemployment fund. The Bank of America announced on Monday that the billions of dollars in unemployment benefits distributed under contract with the California Employment Development Department, the EDD, have been stolen. In a letter written to state legislators, bank officials identified 640,000 accounts with suspicious activity in the state's unemployment benefit system that should be investigated. Our assessment is that there is activity consistent with fraud in those accounts on the order of approximately $2 billion, 
the letter read. This would make the scam the highest estimated fraud amount in the system, which has paid out $110 billion in unemployment benefits since the beginning of the pandemic. Included in the hundreds of thousands of accounts flagged are 76,000 benefit cards that were sent out of state to non-adjacent states that seem unlikely to host out-of-work Californians. In some cases, multiple cards were also sent to a single mailing address. Brian Putler, the bank's director of California government relations, wrote, In other instances, cards were issued to children or elderly people who are unlikely to be unemployed. Between March and November, the Bank of America issued more than 8.2 million cards at the direction of the EDD, amounting more than $105 billion. The program is unfortunately riddled with billions of dollars in fraud. Criminals have found ways to steal money from the state and debit cards of legitimate unemployment recipients, the Bank of America said in a statement sent to Newsweek. Puller said half of these debit cards are already frozen because of suspicious activity, but inaccessible funds may adversely affect Californians already legitimately struggling with employment. In fact, Puller's letter was written in response to a letter from 59 state legislators who demanded answers from the Bank of America after they were flooded with calls from constituents who had their legitimate claims closed by the benefits system. Constituents report that they are unable to get through to your call centers, or when they do, the issue is not resolved. The lawmakers wrote to Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan last month. Moynihan? Moynihan. How do you pronounce that? In order to prevent further hurting jobless residents, Crystal Page, a deputy secretary for the State Labor and Workforce Development Agency, told Newsweek that the EDD will continue to send checks if the Bank of America does not unfreeze these accounts. We know how critically important these unemployment benefits are during this challenging time, Page said to the Los Angeles Times. In a statement shared with Newsweek, Page said the EDD is unable to confirm the $2 billion evaluation because it is still verifying identities on certain claims. The Bank of America said it is adding more staff to review these claims, but State Assemblyman Jim Patterson said he's fed up with the ongoing problems with the EDD. I have never seen anything like this in the 20 years I have been in public life, Patterson told KCAL9. Today, our first organizing day of the new legislative uh, session, there are at least a dozen bills, probably more, by Republicans, Democrats, people on the Assembly and Senate side that are basically saying, here's how you're going to get your act together, EDD, and we're going to force it by rule of law. Pretty crazy. Feel free to give your thoughts on this situation. He lost $50 million day trading as a college student living in a $39 million flat. Now, his mom is suing him. Tamir Akhmedov wasn't your typical college student. The son of a Russian billionaire, Tamir lived in a $39 million London flat that was given to him when he was just a teenager. 
During that time, he developed a taste for the stock market, a costly taste. Now, before we continue, imagine one, if you were given a flat, two, that you were given a multi-million dollar flat, three, that you were given a multi-million dollar flat when you're a teenager. This is crazy, and not to mention, you know, that you actually had fifty million dollars to trade. According to the eye-popping details of one of Europe's biggest divorce trials, as covered by the Financial Times, Timur claimed that he has lost some fifty million dollars day trading while studying private banking at the prestigious London School of Economics. Timur's mother, Tatiana, is fighting to get six hundred and six million dollars owed by her ex-husband, Farhad. Akhmedov from a 2016 settlement. For his part, I want to just say, hmm, Farkad. I mean, that's such a weird name to pronounce. Hmm, I want to just say Fork. Okay, so Fork, whose vast fortune includes a super yacht, a helicopter, and a private art collection, has refused to pay because he has said the settlement was superseded by their divorce in Moscow two decades prior. Now she's seeking ninety-four million dollars from her son, who's contesting the claim. Tatiana said, "Tamir, her eldest, helped his dad hide assets from her, but he said he lost it all with some terrible trades." Fork, a one-time fur trader who became one of Russia's wealthiest oligarchs by cashing in on a gas producer in Siberia, wasn't too pleased with his son's market exploits. I suspected he was thinking that he would never have made the same mistakes that I had," Timur said, in comments cited by Bloomberg. To him, it was a shocking sum to have lost, especially so quickly. He apparently didn't start off so unlucky in the stock game. He said he had some wins initially, but then hit a losing streak, ramped up risk to get it back, and ultimately lost everything. As for the court case, Timur's lawyer, in opening written remarks, said that the money passed down by his father wasn't part of some elaborate scheme to shield assets. That the sums were astronomical is nothing to the point, he said. Some of the extremely rich lavished their children with unimaginable sums. That is what Fork and Tatiana did during their marriage. Fork. Continued it towards the end of the marriage and thereafter. Will she ever get paid? London, according to the FT, is known as the divorce capital of the world due to how generous the judges tend to be toward financially weaker spouses. Hmm. That means it's going to get kind of interesting in the whole divorce settlement. Now feel free to give your thoughts as to、uh, do you think that she should get the money or that she should not get the money. Either way, imagine if you got fifty million dollars given to you. I'd probably just you know put it into investments and live off of that. But apparently that's not good enough for you know a super rich son of a billionaire. Check out fortyandbox.com to master your money. Personal finance lessons and courses, and do you want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Get a free stock worth up to five hundred dollars by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account, 
and automate your investing with Acorns down in the description below.